Welcome to our podcast, Doing It Right. This podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right. It's about their journey to become a leader, their choices, motivations, and lessons. In essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie. So I am doubly blessed today to have two incredible guests with me today from the fashion industry. And I am wearing one of the fashionable shirts that we're going to be talking about in just a moment. So let me first start by a wonderful friend named Jan Strimple, who now has Jan Strimple Productions. But let me tell you about Jan. Jan is world-renowned as one of the most sought-after models in the world. She modeled ramps across the world with people like Bob Mackey and Carolina Herrera and Yves Saint Laurent, and I couldn't name all the rest of them because it would take too long. But for the past 22 years, Jan has enjoyed one of the most incredible careers of her life. She now puts on all these fabulous events and fashion shows, and she does so, I'll let her tell you more, with what I call, for her sake, or she says, I should call, Jan Turns. Jan Turns, not interns, but Jan Turns. And these are fabulous young people who are wanting to get into the industry. And if they are chosen to be a Jan Turn, it will make a difference in their entire career. As such, my second guest is Levi Palmer. Now, Levi came from London to be on this show. I'll let you tell, I'll let him tell you a little bit more about that. But Levi is one half of the name of his company, which is Palmer Harding, Women's Clothing Designs. And yes, that's why I'm wearing this fabulous shirt today. Levi is well-versed as an international award-winning designer now residing in London with his partner, Matthew Harding. And Levi honed his craft at places like London St. London Central, let me say it right, London Central St. Martins. Did I say that right? right? That's a big deal, so you need to Google that. And El Centro in Dallas and the Paris Fashion Institute where the president and director of that institute, Joan White, says the following about Levi. Let me read this. Levi came to Paris Fashion Institute as a very curious, creative young man. He couldn't learn enough, was highly disciplined, and determined he would not return to Texas. He's from Texas. How about that? Until he covered Europe and felt he got as much from the cultures as possible. And now Levi is at home anywhere because he's a man of the world. He has integrity, is honest, reliable, and extremely imaginative. I only have people like that on the show, you know. I'd recommend him to work anywhere and know he would be dependable and pleasant all the time. So let me welcome Jan and Levi. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning (laughs) or afternoon or whenever time we're listening to this. And Jan, you honored me a long time ago by being one of my first guests. Thank you for coming back. Delightful. And I love the path that all of the the variety of guests that you've had on there is so much to learn and topics we don't always know about and and ways to think. Sometimes I listen 
and go away with a new way of viewing something. And I love that gift of your program. Oh, thank you, Jan. That's that's very humbling, and I appreciate that. <laughs> and you brought Levi. So let me just ask you to talk about how you two met and what you're doing together now. Well, um, I was when I was 20, I moved up to Dallas, and I was studying fashion at El Centro downtown. Um, they have an amazing pattern cutting course, which is what I think my strength lies in, as you can see in this garment you're wearing and what Jan's wearing, um, what I'm wearing. But I um, presented my graduate collection in a student competition at the time called um, Career Day Dallas, uh, which was uh, put on by Fashion Group International. And Jan was the person producing that show. Um, I was fortunate enough to win the competitions, which took me to Paris Fashion Institute. Oh, how um, long ago was this, <coughs> Levi? Dating myself now. Yes. 2003. 2003. Yeah. And... From there, you know, Jen has a refined eye, and so she recognized talent and reached out to me afterwards to ask if I would help on some costume design for mm -hmm. uh, Kidney Texas. Mm -hmm. And from there, our first meeting, I think she had the idea of me contributing three to five designs, and I had the idea of me contributing. 50 to 100 <laughs> Good for and you. we put on a whole production to figure out how we could get that done <laughs> so. so would you say that she mentored you maybe just a little oh no jan is the, one of the most <laughs> influential figures in my life definitely yeah from my education and design to my understanding of um you know people my own um personal development as you know like my, my, my personal character so yeah she's she's a mentor i, I we were just discussing because we did a fashion shoot um yesterday all about friends and family and um we're, hmm. before the shoot i was writing the press release and i was like how do i describe you jan is it like godmother is it mentor <laughs> is it friend because like it's not it's kind of all those things yes. and there's not a word in the english language that describes that how encompassing that is that that's such a nice introduction and Jan is so true of you what is it now having been so known all over the world coming back to Dallas and having this fabulous production company what are you now doing that's just really bringing you joy um, I have to tell you I'm my work, I adore my clients because I partner with so many nonprofits in Dallas and some for-profits as well. But really, a lot of joy comes to me, I guess, just like we, I don't have any natural children, but I have like, oh, you know, dozens and dozens do. of children yes. all over the world to really watch what they're doing and what their, their joy. It, I get joy from watching their successes mm -hmm. and remembering maybe a few times that they stumbled along the way or... <laughs> Um, a few times I had to go, hey, you know, <laughs> which I did with him. You know, really? I'm like, your mother's not here, so I'm going to tell you, you know, do that, right? <laughs> for yeah. you. So, and I, I mean, you know, I think you have to have a few bruises along the way to, uh, to, you have to fall to get up. You have to fall to dust yourself off, get up, and move forward. And if you don't, um, success is yeah. not always the <clears throat> best uh, teacher because if no. you don't fail a few times mm -hmm. or not achieve a goal a few times it it, it hyper inflates your sense of self mm -hmm. 
uh, and everything you think is about yourself. So I think you, you don't learn always, you don't always learn just from success. You have to fail a few times. To you know what, Jay, and that's a great teachable point of view. Mm-hmm. It is. Did you ever fail? Uh, yes, I was fired from my uh, second job and my mother owned the business. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it's kind of that same kind of mothering, you know, it's like, if you can't get to work on time, you're not going to work here. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. So early disciplines. <laughs> well, when you are uh, mentoring these jam turns and you're doing productions like the ones that you're going to be doing soon and many more all over this city and outside of the city, Jan? Uh-huh. Yes, we hop on planes sometimes over. and go work, you know, wave our magic wands. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do these young people do? What does it mean to be a jam turn? Well, there's two levels of them. Some of them come actually to me and they actually earn their credits, their three-hour credit at their university. Mm. And it is a credited internship. So I work very closely with several of the colleges, so like the University of North Texas, for example, um, has a program. I get a lot of my interns from there, TCU, uh, uh, in Waco at Baylor. I have had interns from a variety of places, but I also have a lot of um, non-credited internships. They Maybe someone who's graduated from college and they have, through their cousin who was once an intern for me or through someone else, they've reached out and said, I, I want to come and learn. So they they come with me and I, I usually say I don't, you know, I need six months, a commitment of six months of your six time. Months. Because through one full and busy fashion season, they will have communicated with clients. They will have learned. I will sit there at the second desk and I will say, no, that's not a properly written email. This, you know, we're not texting to your friends. This is how we do it in business. So business communication, um, you know, punctuality, uh, styling. Some of them want to be stylists and they really don't know anything other than how to put their own cute high school outfits together. So, you know, but they love fashion. So how do you take it where you're styling? How do you tell a 21 year old how to dress you? Because what you or I are going to like are not the same things as her. So she has to take her sense of wow and set her taste aside and educate to ultimately who's going to learn who that product and her work is going to land on. So one of the, that's they do a variety of things with me from from styling through uh, corporate emails, actually. And one day, um, Shadia Awad, who, Lee, who you know, who um, is a long-term stylist. In fact, she worked just with us yesterday uh, styling for Levi, because Levi knows her as well. She was one of my earliest in, earliest interns. And I remember her sitting next to me one day and looking at me, and she said, I'm emailing the corporate community corporate. I'm sorry, the corporate communications director for Chanel. I was like, oh, yes, you are. You know, so oh. it's like so. Quit sweating on the keyboard and get your act together, and you better look good because my brand is under your name. So, you know, I, I tough love is probably a lot of the way we we uh, launch them into their careers, but uh, with a lot of pride too. They leave really knowing. Oh, what they're doing and having a confidence about about what they're doing. Just confidence. Mm -hmm. So that leads to ask you uh, a question that Jan, you were mentioning, which is how do you do what you do? What is the process, the creative process uh, like now that you're making these fabulous clothes? Well, you know, one of the, I think one of the difficult things is not difficult things. One of the 
I think more inspirational things is actually working with, which can be difficult, is working with a partner and working with a second creative mind who has, Matthew has a completely different point of view to design to me. We work in completely different ways. Um, and finding that middle ground, which sounds like compromise, which isn't necessarily a word that you think of for creativity. But I, for us, it's actually finding the balance between these two worlds, which actually make a really exciting, new and approachable design that appeals to a lot of people. And <clears throat> when we when we did, when we started our business, we um, we actually started in, in the last recession, and we we needed we knew we needed something that was not just like a an ego fueled brand. We needed something that actually appealed to real people because if we were going to get through that recession and pay our bills, we had to you know have um, you know. <laughs> Money, and to sell. Right, and to sell. Um, and so that's why we focused on the shirt, because it was something that nobody was really innovating at the time. Um, and it was something that appealed to all the women that we actually surrounded ourselves with. We didn't know women who were going to events all the time and going to cocktail parties and red carpets. That wasn't our world. But we knew women who were, you know, heads of, of cattle organizations flying all over the world and, you know, architects and galleryists who were working and needed to work but also wanted to bring that drama into their daily lives mm -hmm. without you know all the excess that gets in the way of drama sometimes um, so by putting a box around our creativity with by giving the shirt our, being our box it actually challenges us to actually say how do we break out of this box mm -hmm. and when you don't have parameters People think that's creative freedom, but what it means is that you don't know which path to go down. Mm -hmm. And it's actually quite nice to have a bit of a structure to try and, and to break out of. I, I'm just so fascinated, and, and I wish that the audience could see all of the details of everything here. Uh, hopefully <laughs> the camera will pull in and, and see some of these things. But the fabrics, the, the cut, um, this is a silly question maybe, but do you start with a sketch? Do you have to be an artist and be able to sit down and, and start drawing? Or do you just get some idea in the middle of the night and say, I'll try, how do you do this? Well, and this goes back to, you know, there's so many different ways that I think creatives can work in design. Um, <clears throat> and Matthew and I, again, are very different. Um, neither of us are good illustrators, so we can't sketch to save our lives. Um, and and by the way, sorry to interrupt, but I just heard this, and is it true? Uh, Ralph Lauren, I understand, doesn't know how to draw. Is that right? It wouldn't surprise me. But, Probably not. He has yeah. a staff that does everything for yes, him. Yes, but <laughs> I mean, you know, I just assumed that you had to do that. All right, no, but yeah, ahead. completely. We, you know, we can draw little doodles, but they, they're not going to win awards. Um, but <laughs> they communicate. And I think design is all about communication. Oh. And... The way that I communicate when we design is I, Matthew's actually really good at creating a concept and, a, and an emotion and an attitude. So a lot of times Matthew will put mood boards together and help oh. to direct the design. Um, I am more of, I consider myself more of a sculptor. From my experience um, 
at Accenture, the pattern cutting there was something I really just thrived with mm. and really loved and working 3D. So I work 3D with fabric a lot um, on the stand, sculpting the same way as someone might sculpt with clay, but just doing it with fabric. So you're talking about draping on a form, yeah. right? To someone who's not in the industry, like a dress form, yeah, so being I, able to move it around, dress, see, pull up a sleeve, see what mm-hmm. it, this treatment might do. Yeah, so <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I drape on a, on a mannequin to see what, what shapes I like, what inspires me, mm-hmm. what feels new and different to me. And I, I go there with just a little bit of the emotive words that Matthew presents. I will drape, document it, and I hand those over to Matthew, back, back to Matthew, who then refines them, works in proportions, and then it's kind of another volley back to me to be like, let's try these fabrications, um, mm. and you know, and then it's it's very much a collaborative uh, conversation with visuals. So. I just love it. How how do you know what will sell? What are the trends now that you are moving toward? Well, you know, I think one of the things is you you never know what will sell. <laughs> you, you, it's hard to um, disassociate yourself as a creative person who really loves like the idea of those exciting new things or, or those things that really challenge mm-hmm. versus what maybe someone who doesn't work in fashion finds exciting and challenging and new um, and also remembering that not everyone wants to be challenged um, good point so for us what we've discovered is like our woman thrives on newness she wants she does we have a very yes. smart consumer yes. and I, I don't think she gets necessarily bored easily, mm-hmm. but I think she wants to be entertained. And we always have found that whenever we present a new idea, she's very, she adapts it quickly. Yeah. So for us, it's not necessarily about what's the new trend. It's more like, how can we present a shirt in a new form mm-hmm. that she's not seen before? Well, you're, you're just really speaking to the choir because I said this to you, Matt, uh, Levi, that um, when you're talking about you and Matthew and the designing together, and I said, it's been a long time since I've found a line that I can wear. Now, I'm not avant-garde all the time, but I want to, like you said, I want to be entertained when I'm wearing something, meaning I want to feel good. I want to know it looks good. I want to know it feels good. But I also want it to be kind of different. Mm. I don't want the old-fashioned, everybody's wearing the same thing. And there's nothing greater than someone saying, I love that shirt. Yeah, right? completely. No, it's if everyone wants to feel unique in this world mm-hmm. and so you know it's nice when you can have garments that reflect that so covid we're in it <laughs> oh, we yeah. have to talk about it up to our face mask in it <laughs> yes yes and we are far enough apart don't worry but how has the covid affected both of you in your businesses and the second part of that is what have you done to survive and and take the bull by the horns as we say in texas since you're from texas well i'll start with that um the uh spring event industry fashion shows as we know them just went away everyone through fear and and smarts uh the combination of it all canceled all of their events but then if you're a if you are a, a provider of funds 
for something like, for example, Kidney Texas, mm -hmm. <clears throat> what do you what do you do with that? Do you have people who are relying on you and you no longer have a source of revenue? So the a lot of the, not only the retailers were challenged with this, but a lot of my nonprofit clients were very challenged through this. So I have found at this point in time that everyone is excited for Christmas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they can't wait to turn <clears throat> physically turn a calendar yes. and literally do this uh -huh. so that 2021 is now our new horizon mm -hmm. um no events really are happening here in person however there is some fundraising that's still going on and that means they're virtual tell so, us about <clears throat> virtual well virtual is interesting because it has its challenges and it has to move along but we have a an example of um, a very uh, smart chairwoman who has uh, conceptualized an event, and I jumped in there with her and traded off some ideas, and we came up with an event for Kidney Texas that is uh, smart. You invite uh, instead of eight, you know, tables of eight, mm -hmm. we're suggesting tables of four because most people are like, I have three friends mm -hmm. close that I've interacted with, so I can invite them in my home to hit a link. Oh, to take your uh, YouTube link, take it up on your television set and watch. Lunch is delivered to their home from one of our restaurants so it supports a restaurant in the community. I so they don't it. have to cook, just set your table and <clears throat> you know, lay out the food and plug in. So the time of this instead of not doing the event we have created a virtual version of luncheon and everyone's sharing it at the same time but in their own the comfort of their own homes with a smaller amount of people so it still al allows us to um, give um, attention mm -hmm. to the top volunteers the people who do so much for others in the kidney fundraising arena for example and still raise money um, and still have the honorary chair the chairwoman the processes but we have to rethink it fashion show yes but we're pre-filming it a few days before the luncheon and instead of doing 25 models because they're moving along and having to change like this we have seven models big difference to the budget oh. and those seven models will have a look we turn the camera off they all change we style them out they're fluffed up ready to go <laughs> turn the camera back on show continues so it's being done in uh, post which is the term it's being edited after afterward and smoothed together so that's incredible. And we just did an amazing thing for uh, Palmer Harding brand. I think you should share that with yeah. Valerie. I think it was a beautiful concept. Thank you. Well, um, there's lots of changes to the industry um, because of COVID. One of the, I guess, um, one of the effects of it meant that a whole season was kind of lost in terms of all the stores yes, closing. for sure. Um, in order to support our stores, we moved what would have been delivering in July into delivering in October, which is actually good because what we used to deliver in July was called the winter collections. Yes. <laughs> so delivering winter collections in October actually makes perfect sense. It does. Um, so it's nice to see that the calendars are actually realigning with the weather. Um, but equally to support this, we want to make sure that we had um, visual assets as well to reflect the new times that we're living in. So we wanted to do a photo shoot that was all about family and the 
the separation that we all feel from mm. friends and family. Uh, so we did a photo shoot on Sunday when I when I did two days after I flew in. Um, and this that, is your family. This is my family, but we did it with um, my family and Matthew's family. So our photographer, our stylist, and our video person was in in England at Matthew's parents' house. They started the morning six hours ahead of us, shooting Matthew's grandmother, Matthew's mother, his sister, and his five-year-old niece. All wearing pieces from the collection. All wearing Palmer Harding. Real girls, yeah. right? Oh my goodness. Um, that went swimmingly, because they could just do it outside in, the, in their English garden, um, uh, showing them engaging in daily activity, all of a safe distance, so you know, it, wonderful. Then we did, when we woke up on this side of the pond, we did the shoot over here with the same team in England. So the photographer, the stylist, um, the video person, and Matthew all connected with, with us via Zoom, and we were, we were recording the Zoom video interactions which presented its challenges because <laughs> what we were doing was a photo shoot in one, two, three time zones and five different cities all within a day. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. can't uh, imagine. And <clears throat> we'd never, no one had ever experienced this before. Mm-hmm. So we had the hiccups of like, oh, well, you know, when I did the test run, I was at home and I, I had great Wi-Fi. But when I did the actual, actual uh, photo shoot, oh, well, there's no Wi-Fi in this location, you know? So what do we do? You know, and then you had the hiccup of like, oh, my phone overheats after 30 minutes of recording. So then we, it would die and you'd have to call in on a different phone. And then you also had the issue of me overheating because I was not familiar with the Texas weather anymore. So like, actually, when we were filming my mom in Westphalia, Texas, I had the sun on my back. I hadn't had a drink of water since seven in the morning. It was and the 11, phone in his hand. And he was filming. They were in London looking through, this had the visual. They're in London looking through the Zoom app on his phone as he has it focused on his mother's shooting. I can't, I mean, yeah. this it's just, brilliant. It's, it's fabulous. brilliant. Yeah. I can't imagine. And they're like, move to the left. And it's like, me or my mom. You know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so the, the sun on my back, no water since seven. And like, I almost fainted. Thankfully, my, my friend Jasmine, who is one of our, my best friend from high school, um, was one of our models and she was there and she's a registered nurse. So she's like, I'll take care of it. It'll be fine. Sit down. Here's a gallon of water. Here's some orange juice. You guys take a toilet break in London. It's going to be 15 minutes before you can start up again. But thankfully, like they had Jan lined up so they could like go move on to Jan. So their days weren't too interrupted. Um, so yeah, it was fun. It was a really interesting um learning experience but I think what's going to be great about it is when we do all the editing and the post work um, to get the right images um, it's really going to tell a story about the importance of the people that you, that you call family mm-hmm. um, great. and also the importance of that connection because mm-hmm. the images are going to be a bit distorted because zoom you know video calls distorts thing a little bit and I think when you aren't fortunate enough to live in the same city as the people that you love I, yeah, it's wonderful technology that we have, but it's never the same. Mm-hmm. It never, it's never the same as like speaking in a room. Yeah, and we've all felt that that angst and that that 
I guess, sadness of, of, of distance mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to touch on that in the, in, in the story as well as the love, you know, so like the sadness and the love. That's fabulous. Now, is this something that we can all see yeah, at well, some point? Well, we are um, releasing all the images for London Fashion Week Digital, which is now how all the fashion shows are going. Mm-hmm. Um, we're releasing all the images of mine and Matthew's family as well as a short video, um, fashion video, testimonial, just with some personal questions so you can fall in love with all the models in the, in, in the, in the shoot. So, you know, ask them things like their favorite childhood scent or what makes them feel the most attractive and what kept them entertained during the lockdown. So, yeah, uh, so I will be able I will be able to put that out. Uh, there's something called social media, <laughs> and I use it regularly. <laughs> I think that's an incredible reason to do it. Plus, it would give us all an uh, an opportunity to see your and Matthew's family and get to know you a little bit better. How fabulous! What unique things are going on in this COVID time, Jan, when I ask every guest, whether I say it on the show or not, what are you finding is working well? And to every single person, they Mm. will find something, a process that they will continue to do or use. Mm -hmm. So the positivity in me says, yes, it's not a fun thing to go through, but... um, you, Levi, gave me a teachable point of view when I was talking to you about this. What are some things you've learned? And one of the things you said was plan for the worst and stay adaptable. Yeah, definitely. And you did that. You have to. And you're still doing that. Yeah. You know, you, you've been like a reed in the creek. If you're an oak <laughs> tree, you're going to fall down right now. And, and we're seeing lots of these oak trees in the industry fashion mm-hmm automotive like everything where if they're too big they don't know how they can't they can't be flexible um and you have to adapt with the times and whether that's changing how you sell changing how you communicate you know the idea of someone of like maybe the idea at least not my industry of um, that traditional model in that traditional like glossy environment it doesn't speak to anyone anymore I mean, it's still a wonderful fashion fantasy, and there's still going to be someone who does like it, but it's it's not resonating right now at this moment. So you have to understand. We had a conversation yesterday about the how aesthetics are changing, um, because with each generation, there are new acceptable things. Well, so right now, it's, it has to be an interesting time for a, a very a big advertising agency, for example, mm-hmm. because today. If you go to a big advertising agency to use their great services, they are helping you look as though you created something really nice at home. Because the at home visual Mm -hmm. is a comfort visual. Look at what, you know, the world that I call it the world of I, I as in the little I, as in iPhone and Mm -hmm. iPad. And technology has um, given us tools that there's a generation now that have grown up with those tools you and i didn't we've had to learn them to some degree certainly still have are. not perfected them of course <clears throat> but it's fun and it's uh, frustrating but it's also fun 
So that whole mindset now is a mindset, uh, and their aesthetics are changing. Filmed it on my camera. Look how great it looks. It looks as good as a professional. So Mm -hmm. all of this is swirling and changing right now, and it's not landed. I don't know that anyone knows where it's going to land, but our... Our sense of what's visually enticing and is interesting and it's changing. One of the things that Levi's done really well, Levi and Matthew have done, is a small brand has no money. No money. So how do they how do they get funding when they need it? How do they how do they have enough money to buy fabrics for the next season and beyond they have won several design awards actually as they built their career, which uh, and I know how hard they have worked. Um, to to uh, build relationships globally. It's all about it. <clears throat> yeah, it's hugely about relationships. Um, but when you watch, when you get the return, there's a return that's a part of the effort. There's effort and then there's return. And if you sit back and think someone else is going to do it for you today, mm. it's not going to happen. Because everyone has the ability. The middleman has been removed from our equation. No one filters anything between information coming at us today and how and us receiving it that's very and and we're unfortunately we're also not uh, we can't be editors of everything in our lives so then you have to find new sources to trust is it your news is it where you shop is it where you dine i think trust is the biggest issue right now who and where and what do you trust isn't that interesting janet at all everything you're saying is about life, it's about business, and it's about how we continue to be success or successful or not. And I totally agree with you. No one is going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. Those days are gone. Mm-hmm. It's called work. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's called work, because it is work. <laughs> it doesn't mean you can't love it while you do it. And that's, thank you, you just, how did you know I was going to ask you that? <laughs> of all the things that you are doing in the process of creating your wonderful line, what's the one part of it you love the most? Well, everything has its joys, you know, like when, during lockdown, we, Matt, all of our team were furloughed and Matthew and I had to do every process. And there oh. were, I like everything. Humbling. Yeah, it was like we just started again. Mm-hmm. We were like a startup. Um, a few more resources, but still also a, few, a lot more headaches. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I love picking and packing garments into boxes to ship to, to stores because there's a joy in the me- methodology of that and the being mindfulness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love mm. the journey of storytelling and finding new things as well like exploring what the ideas of beauty are and then also exploring the ways you communicate that in terms of like how do we market the brand how do we talk to our consumer um what resonates with our consumer and just and really getting to know her and understanding what her passions are and what really excites her and not just in terms of like the visuals of the of the clothing but also the narrative of the brand itself so you know we've always been a super inclusive brand and we go up to a uk size 18 which many you small brands stop at a 14 um, that's good to know we have always had different ages and diversity in our 
in our in our marketing. Um, we do an amazing interview series with women that inspire us, who are you know philanthropists, authors, uh, architects, uh, galleries, and those you know it's like having those sort of things that validate mm. the woman who's the end consumer because everyone wants validation. Yes. And I think that's one of the joys and one of the things that we're exploring more, which is why, again, this family shoot, you're going to see so many different ages and shapes and ideas of different types of beauty. I can't wait to see it because the one thing that we all as women say to each other, well, yes, look at that skinny, beautiful, perfect body that's on the ramp. And that's not me. And so I'm so glad you are designing for normal women who... Well, what's normal? Well, it was, <laughs> that's so true. What fun to have you both on this show today. Where can we all get your clothing? Well, in Dallas, you can get us at Neiman Marcus, um, North Park. Online, you can get us at palmerharding.com. We can go direct. You can go direct. I think that's where I'll go. And, um, you know, we have we also have a great selection of them. So. That's awesome. And Jan. Yes. Where are we going to see you soon and always? You're always doing events for, name some of the wonderful uh, charities. and Well, the, the ones you can actually attend are going to get busy again in the uh, spring of 2021. But like the Leukemia and Lymphoma Foundation, mm-hmm. the Salvation Army, um, the Mad Hatter's Tea, which raises money for the Women's Garden at the Arboretum. Those kind of events are things that I really, really value and enjoy being a part of and that'll all happen again as of february 2021 but uh but meanwhile there are other things you know where north texas giving day i think is right around the corner or has you know we, we have a lot of opportunities to give and this is a remarkable community that continues to give so we have a community that does continue to give jan and you're one of the most giving people i know and we can find you at at well uh, <laughs> i actually hide a lot <laughs> but frankly it's an odd thing because um i'm on instagram and i have a facebook page jan Strimple productions but i don't have a product that sells to the consumer so well, therefore i'm not accessible whereas levi has a product that you and i are wearing you know so he sells to the consumer i really don't it's interesting. well i'm going to tell you where you can see jan because you can <laughs> <laughs> and that is all over social media all you have to do is google jan strimple and your husband dan as yes, well dan. you know the best thing about today is the fact that you both are just real people doing god-given things from talents that you've been given and you're showing up with something that's bringing you such joy because you've found a purpose and when you find the gifts that you have that helps you find a purpose it's been a pleasure thank you so much for being on the show i appreciate and for allowing me to wear this i think i may have to buy it (laughs) jan as always i may have you back again next year around if i can help or share some wonderful things and you always are doing it right both of you and before you go i do have to mention a couple of other things that you said because i want to get it onto the teachable points of view banners you are transparent both of you and you said levi stay transparent stay who you are um 
And you also said, be grateful to have been put through the fire and survive. Mm -hmm. And all of us are being put through some fire and we're surviving. And that's our show for today. Until next time, let me just share with you something. You know, I've come to realize that uh, many of you only know me from this show. You don't really know the other role that I have. And that's in my company called Valerie and Company. So for 25 years, I've specialized in working with professionals on both their personal brand, understanding the depth of who they are as individuals and what they bring to the table, their strengths, showing up then with presence. And it takes both. In order to influence and impact people, you have to show up and be someone that someone is gravitated toward. But you also have to show up with that authenticity. So I've put the two together. And that's the work that I love to do. And I would love to have you as a valued client. If you want to know how to have more impact and influence in whatever you're doing, please just go to my website, ValerieAndCompany.com or email Valerie at ValerieAndCompany.com. Very easy. Until next time. Bye for now. Okay. Here's my Valerieism for today. You know, right now, I think we all need some hope. So I'm going to take that word and break it down into the four letters. Here's four things that you can do to keep yourself hopeful. So let's take the H. The H is for hold yourself accountable for your thoughts. You know, the brain can't really maintain negative and positive at the same time. So focus on staying positive, finding the good wherever you can and however you can. Only you can decide what thoughts you're going to have. So hold yourself accountable for your thoughts. The O is open your eyes to see beauty. You know, there's beauty everywhere. We know there's beauty in nature. We know there's beauty in, in people. But I'm going to take it one step further. When was the last time you looked around your home? However fabulous it is with many rooms or however small and humble it is with less rooms. When was the last time you noticed and were grateful for, oh, that fixture I bought last year. I just had to have that lamp in my kitchen. Oh, I love the drawers that pull out and they're all organized. Pay attention, you know, open your eyes. There's beauty everywhere. The P is protect yourself, and that's your well-being. During times of COVID, we've got to do this. We've got to take care of ourselves. We need to wear the masks. We need to get rest. We need to stay in touch with people, even if it's Zoom. And then the E is enjoy. Enjoy the small things. You know, if you get kind of stumped once in a while and kind of down and dreary, Go onto YouTube and listen to some TED Talks. Or go onto YouTube and find some silly little videos about little kids doing silly things. Or precious animals doing wonderful things. Those are my four tips. Hold yourself accountable is H. O, open your eyes and see beauty everywhere. P is protect yourself and E is enjoy the small things. And that's my Valerieism for today. 
Thanks for listening. To receive Valerie's voice, free monthly leadership tips, and to learn more about her leadership programs and coaching, visit her website, ValerieAndCompany.com. Next week, we'll be here again to inspire, engage, and equip you with teachable points of view from successful leaders who have been doing it right. Until then, lead authentically.